Welcome to another episode of That's Dumb Podcast. I am Jim. Across the table, we have Mike. And Yo. Then, and then we have a special guest tonight, Eric. What's up? What's Eric, up? the bike man. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we should. <laughs> We're starting early tonight. Yeah, now we have to pay royalties. I think no, it's they copyrighted. Should, they should pay us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, right. no, no more uh, soda for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, can you imagine if I actually did drink? Yes. Oh man, that Do would you, be awesome. I'm, I, th- I think I would. I wouldn't be. A, I don't think I'd be a mean drunk. I don't think so. I, think I don't think so either. I would probably get even stupider than I am now. No. Yeah. Or wait, <laughs> a more you rowdy. Didn't, you didn't say no. <laughs> Kinda. Rambunctious. Jeez, that hurts my feelings. Uh, the one. No, I'm just kidding. The one. <laughs> wow. You know, if, oh, if I wanted abused, night. I could go to work for it's this. It's a rough night. This started at supper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Which, by the way, the food for thought tonight is going to be absolutely fantastic when we talk about it. Oh yeah, such quality food that we had. I love food. It's good. Food is good. We can't get into yeah. that quite yet, though. Mm. Let's let's talk to Eric first. Okay. Hi. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm doing good. So Eric doing was good. on a podcast with us last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, last summer, where we actually talked about some work stuff. Yep. And then you lost the podcast. Uh, <laughs> conveniently, somewhere. It's somewhere. It's it's on one of the hard drives somewhere in my server rack. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So sometime when we can't get together, we're gonna have to convince Jim to pull that somewhere. out of the archives. See what we can do with yeah. that. And and yeah. I, I think it would still be relevant. Yeah. I still have to get season one back up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. So Eric, tell us about yourself. What do you know? Oh what man. do you not know? That's that's a loaded question. How do you know each other? Work. Met at work. Met at work. Okay. Yes. Okay. So men at work. Men well Met I don't know if we were really working. Met. Yeah, well, we were getting paid. That's true. That's I mean, true. I was, well, you were probably working. I wasn't. That is probably 100% true. And then I met you, I think the first night was it the UFC night? Yeah. I yeah. think so. We went to a fight night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. With you. Yes. Yep. yep. Down at the casino? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because it wasn't here. Damn south. Was that the night that we drove down there in the snowstorm? <gasps> yes. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. And yeah. We, we jeeped all the way back, <coughs> which is actually fantastic. What a yeah. segue. Well, yeah. yeah, let's not quite get into it yet. <laughs> okay, but no that's, segue. That's that, that's perfect though. Yeah. It's it's jeeping. Mm-hmm. We yeah. we went jeeping. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a thing? Jeeping. Yes. I, I, yeah. I suppose. I used yeah. to have one. Uh, yeah, but I'm using Actually, it as I, like an what, is had, that an adverb. I had two of them. Jeeping. Yeah, it's a verb. I have to call my kid and ask her if she knows that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't. It's a verb tonight. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. We we wish we could have had you last week to talk about cop stuff. Yeah, yeah. that would have been fun. I actually listened to the show. <clears throat> did you? Oh, I did. Uh oh. I did. I listened to it and it, it was it was good. It was should fun. we should we wince as you speak? No, it you was were. actually okay. Yeah, no, it was good. So you, I think he's like our third listener. I think yeah. so. I'll give you a dollar later. Third, maybe. <laughs> Inflation, dollar twenty-five. Oh, sorry. Yeah, buck fifty, buck and a quarter, <laughs> buck fifty. No, no, no. Sorry, I, guys, it, we're we're punchy tonight. In, in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah, we've had way too much soda. No, in all seriousness, uh, Eric and I work together, and um, yeah, I guess that's it. There's really not much more to say. Yeah, see, now we're getting back to our that's dumb roots. Mm, the yeah. last couple episodes were pretty kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah, they were. They mm. were. 
Yeah. They uh now we're dumb again. We're we're getting we're getting dumb. But tonight should be kind of fun. We're gonna talk about overlanding. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing, right? Overlanding. Is oh, yeah. that am I yes. saying that right? Yeah, you're saying it right. So yes. in in full disclosure, I am not an overlander or overlandee or I don't do it. Let right. me say it that. But I do know that Eric, you have Mm-hmm. And Jim, you have and or will be doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, a little different though. Yeah, slightly different styles, right? Yeah, yep. So tonight we're just going to mm-hmm. kind of bounce around that, and of course we'll still do our Florida Man and all that normal fun jazz that mm-hmm. we like to do that that makes our show so dumb. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm but, pretty I'm pretty sure it's me. But we will. <laughs> you you make the show dumb. I make the show dumb. Well, I think you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, we, we'll leave that alone <clears throat> yeah. for now. We just. Let it ride. Roll with it. So okay, so let's let's start at the very. I mean, for for a person like myself who who doesn't overland, I I have watched that show. Uh, what is it? Extreme uh, Overlander. Or, overland. Oh yeah. Overland expedition. Overland. Yep. And then expedition uh, overland. Expedition, expedition overland. overland. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. So I have watched like seasons of that. So I mean, I that's I do, great. I do yep. know what it is, and and really, I I started watching after conversations with you, Eric. Um, and then, you know, when Jim and I, when mm-hmm. you and I started talking about it, I was like, oh, wait, I've, I've seen that show. Yeah. Yep. Um, but for those who maybe not be familiar with Overlanding or, you know, certainly the shows, what what is Overlanding, Eric? Well, uh, a lot of people have kind of different opinions out there on what it actually is. Um, I think it's uh, spending a lot of money to, <coughs> I don't know, <laughs> pretend you're homeless for a while. Yeah. But uh, with that, no, it's uh, it's basically just traveling around on camping out, trying to get away from humanity for a little bit, and it's kind of personal for everybody, yeah, like what they would is. consider overlanding. It literally is like a hot button topic with a lot of the oh, yeah, yep, yeah uh, websites out there. So one thing I've always like been in awe with you and your family. Um, you know, you you can describe your family how you want and how you want to reveal how many people are in your family or whatever. <laughs> but one thing I've always been impressed with your family is you literally for years, if I can recall correctly, as I, I think as long as I've known you, you have always taken off week to weeks mm-hmm. to just literally drive to different regions of the country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, explain that process. I mean, okay. what what is that like? What why? I mean, because you That's do it. Fun. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, because well, you do it every year, so yep. you obviously enjoy it. So what? Yep. Why? I mean, what what do you do? Why not? I mean, and in reality, that's kind of where it comes from with us. Is why not go? Why not get out there and see what's out there? You know, and trying not to get too worky, but as you know, what our jobs are like. It's really nice to just leave and get out of here and experience a whole different side of of the world. Um, it brings a lot of, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but it helps kind of recenter and reminds me of why we do what we do and uh, the people that we meet along the way during our trips. Um, it's incredible. Like that's really what makes it. We've met people from all walks of life. That have that we've been able to help that have helped us along the way and that kind of resets that humanity's good type thing. Mm. So let let's <clears throat> let's let's kind of set the stage for a little bit. So when you do this, tell me, 
the way I look at overlanding too is is you kind of do more dispersed camping yes. instead of going from campground to campground or KOA to KOA. Yeah. Right. You're you're camping in kind of boondocking. Literally the middle of nowhere. The last the last camping trip we were on, we ended up in a on some Bureau of Land Management. Uh, it's a place called Pawnee National Grasslands. It's out in Colorado. There's nobody around, but there's a lot of cows out there. So you might wake up in the middle of a cow herd the next morning and not yeah. realize that. So so talk about your rig, and maybe that'll so, give people an understanding of why you do what you do. Yeah, I could we could do that. Um, the other thing I could do is maybe just kind of let you guys know like where we started and, and how we kind of got yeah. into it. Um, backtracking a little bit, uh, briefly... Um, growing up, we did a lot of moving around, um, lived out in Maryland for a while. And my mom always told my sister and I that we were gypsies because we did move around a lot. And one of the things that really stuck was the adventure of, of travel, of being in different areas of the country, meeting different people and having those adventures that my mom would Mm -hmm. say, well, kids, yeah, this is an adventure as she's, you know, lost on the same road for the eighth time and, (laughs) But uh, fast forwarding that, um, when now my we, wife now we try to do that on purpose. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, when my wife and I got married, um, we moved down to Florida, and she had never been out of the Midwest, so that was kind of her introduction to travel. So, so she didn't have nope. that. She quote unquote overlanding background. She didn't have that. Um, her, her childhood, she didn't do a whole lot of camping, a whole lot of traveling. She was very locked into one area. So when she met me and I said, hey, let's move to Florida, and she goes, okay, and probably pretty intrepidly said okay, but agreed. Um, so that was kind of her first real like, okay, this is, this is traveling. This is kind of cool. Um, we planned uh, what we were going to do when we got to Florida, we never planned how we were going to get to Florida. And my wife is very much a planner. Like every step mm. needs to be planned. So we're literally sitting in my parents' driveway on a great day we're leaving. And I look at her and I said, did you figure out how we're going to get down there? And the color drained from her face. And she goes, no, I have no idea how we're going to get there. So I tossed her the map and I said, pick it, let's go. And that's that was her mm. introduction to let's just go get things done. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I'm, oh, I'm, it was, it was cool. I'm more like your wife. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I would, I no. Yeah. <laughs> but you go camping, yeah. but it's all, it's planned. It's planned. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, I couldn't pull out of my driveway, not having a route. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh no, no, no. That's not me at all. Oh, we've, we've done, uh, You're like missing if, out. if we're bored on a weekend, we'll grab a coin and flip a coin when we hit an intersection. Heads is left, tails is right. And we'll yeah. just see where we end up. Yeah. That scares me. No, see, see, he does That's it in funny. a rig. So tell me about your rig, and okay. then and then we all explain why I do stuff similar but different. Different, yeah. So we have a Jeep Gladiator. Um, you know, a lot of people are ooh Gladiator. Ooh. I mean, but hey, it works for us. Um, and we've got a rooftop tent. Again, a lot of people are like ooh rooftop tent. No, so it's it's kind of that. I don't know when you're thinking of off roady overlandy type vehicle that's what we have you know it's a jeep gladiator we've got you know a winch to get out of trouble and the rooftop tent and all that kind of stuff with everything we need to get out and yep. pretty self-sufficient on it all so and so you bring all your 
camp kitchen. You got yep. all your gear. Kitchen, you've got all gear, your ramps, whatever you need. Everything we need, we yeah. have with us. We Our goal is to be as self-sufficient as we can. Okay. And that way we can just set up camp wherever we're at and yeah. have a good night when we get there. Hence the CO2 tank. Yep. And uh, what are those? I, okay, here's the non-Overlander guy. Yeah. The little things you put under the tires. Traction boards. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sand, sand, I call sand, them ramps, sand ramps. Traction yep. boards. Yeah, yep. they're all kind of the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty kitted out. Um, a lot of the stuff we did, it it looks expensive, but it's not. I mean, we, we have a lot of homemade stuff on there because, I mean, if you're putting all your money into Sometimes your gear, you have no best, money though. to travel. So Sometimes that works the best. It, does. it really does. Yeah. But uh, we, we came to the, the gear that we have is a lot of trial and error. I mean, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, so we've really pared down what we what we have and kind of fine-tuned what we think we need. So You know, that's a common theme, actually. Yep. You know, one of the things, if you watch a lot of videos, and I'm on a bunch, part of the bunch of the sites and stuff, and as you're talking to people, that's the number one lesson you learn Yeah. is you bring too much crap. Yep. Really? And so as, you, oh, yeah. as you're going through it your first couple of years, you're just actually learning what you don't need to bring. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, is is there kind of like a, a fear of like, oh, I better bring this because I might need it? There is. There is. And I know for us, a lot of the stuff that we brought See, or we bring with us is multi-purpose. So we try to yeah. multi-purpose as much as we can. And then sometimes you just got to think out of the box if you don't have anything. Well, and the reason why I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have that fear and the reason why is because I, I don't care where you go in the U.S., you're probably 30 minutes away from a Walmart or a <laughs> yeah, well, that's, or some that's, kind of store to get something that you need if you forgot it, something that's good enough, yeah. right? Um, might not be the... For me, I'm a firm believer in you get what you pay for. I buy good equipment mm-hmm. because it works. Now, for me, right. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this because your style of overlanding is... Your vision is a little different. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Yeah. But I know some... He kind of got me started, kind of. But but I know some of the places you've gone. <laughs> yeah. And there's no Walmart. <laughs> You're not wrong. Matter of fact, there's no cell service. No. And yeah. you better not run out of gas because you'd be screwed. Yes. But I just mean if you forget it, you can right. stop and right. get it. I just don't worry we, about it. We so, did learn that there's a cell phone tower in the Arctic Circle just north of Fairbanks. <laughs> you needed it's the it? only did, cell phone did tower. Did you need it? Yeah. Well, it was the only time, I think, for a day and a half that we were able to get our phones to actually reconnect long enough to get the right time because there's a while we didn't even know what time it was oh yeah that's great that's yeah. interesting that's so great well especially when you're up in the arctic circle and like i mean we, can, we can get into all this later <laughs> but yeah that was the problem it was 11 yep. 40 at night and i'm wearing sunglasses yeah <laughs> jeez yeah, we drove for i think the longest we drove was probably like 12 hours 13 hours and i didn't even realize it was 1 a.m wow so my wife was like we should probably try to find a place to sleep like why she's like it's one o'clock in the morning Oh yeah, Oops. Maybe hmm. a good idea. Yeah. So Jim, hmm. let's let's shift over to you, sure, a little bit. So what what is to you? What is overlanding for you, or what is your style of what I'll call overlanding? Um. Well, I was I I, I had a Jeep right at a Rubicon and stuff, and I had that kind of decked out, and I took my kids on a daddy daughter camping trip and stuff like that. That's kind of what really kind of set me off to say I want to do more of this. Right. Um. We went and dug fossils and saw Yellowstone and did all kinds of cool stuff. Um. Off-road, like off the main roads? Uh, some of the main roads, okay. uh, but then we went on back roads to, to take a different way. I don't like taking the interstate if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's not as not as fun. Um, but my style of overlanding, what I got into, is adventure bike. 
So I do it on motorcycle instead of he does it in a Jeep. You and McGregor. Yeah. 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 What was that? You and McGregor. Yeah. Like the actor? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's got a couple of shows out there. Long way. Long way around, long, long way, way down. down, and long way up. A long ways. Yep. So he, because he's from Scotland, right? So him and Charlie Borman um, decided to t- drive their motorcycles from London to New York, uh, except they wanted to go the long way around. That's how they named it. Oh. So they drove across Asia and all they kinds of stuff. And, instead of west. Yep. Yeah. And drove everywhere and made a documentary out of it. And it's uh, out of it. And it's fine. Fantastic. It's really good. I that, like it. That's yep. actually one of the things that got us yep. really kind of. Yep. Going on it. And so I started uh, getting into that, uh, planning on which bike I wanted to get again, because I hadn't had motorcycles in a long time. I knew what my dream bike was. I uh, didn't know if I could ever really get it or afford it or if I wanted to, um, that type of thing. Or if you were allowed to. And then, no, <laughs> nope. And then after we had talked last summer, yeah. was it a year ago? Yeah. yeah. Not not this last summer, so a year summer and a half before ago. before that, yeah. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah, you went out to Colorado. Yep. And, and you uh, went to that adventure. Overland Expo. Yep. I think Mountain is, is the one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so then I told you what my bike was, that one I, that I wanted, my dream bike. And so you found it out there and actually took a picture of this guy's bike. Yep. And I went, that's the bike for me. And that's the bike I bought last year, last summer. I remember receiving those yeah. yep. images. Yep. <laughs> and so I bought it. I've outfitted it. Um, uh, it's ready to go. I put on all the... Dodads and the gadgets and the whiz bangs. So, what is your first trip on that bike? Mm, going well, to look I've, like? I've I've taken all kinds of trips. So, but um, just what I like to do is to to kind of back up a little bit is to get lost, like mm-hmm. you did. Um, I went to my brother's about two and a half hours north of here, right? Um, and it took me seven and a half hours to get there because I just went. That's awesome. Yep. I'd turn, I'd say, oh, that looks cool down there. And then I'd end up on a gravel road. And a couple of times I took ditches and then I would take a ATV trail and then I would take <laughs> whatever. And then I'd make it there. Um, and then on the way home, I think I took nine hours to get back here. Um, and yeah. I would stop. I would just take small, I would go to small towns. I'd stop at cafes and get a burger and a fry and a Coke for yep. five bucks and think that was the best thing on the planet and then come back. Um, so I love just, driving and kind of getting lost um, like that. But no, I'll outfit mine so I have all the... I I go more lightweight backpacking style mm-hmm. in order to save space on the on the bike. Kind of so, have to on a motorcycle. Yep, so super lightweight, tent, sleeping bag, um, camp stoves. I got all the all the gear. Um, I can strap my tent, um, everything on, on the... and the panniers. Um, I've got a bigger bike, so I have a BMW GSA. 1250 so um i can pack on uh everything with the panniers i think i have 50 liters of space and then i and then i then i strap on dry bags and stuff on top of that and behind me where the pillion would sit is that heavy i mean does the the bike bike get heavy with all that stuff the bike is heavy yeah i think dry weight um if i fill up the tank all the way because it's the it's the adventure model so i have extra big gas tank um, so I can go about 350 miles without filling up. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, it's about 700 pounds dry weight. And then if I pack other stuff on it, it's heavier. Okay. Silly, silly, but it's non, off-road. silly yeah. non-bike guy question. Yeah. Let's say you do put it on its side. 
Mm-hmm. Are they pretty difficult to get up? Yes. Are they? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that technique that a lot yep. of guys have used? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of techniques. Uh, um, I've I've set it down on purpose just to pick it up and practice picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally, most of the time, if your stuff is on it, you have to unload your stuff and then pick it up and then put your stuff back on because it's heavy. So you don't want to do that more than a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Because it's heavy. But if you have people that are with you, then you can use the monkey technique. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, so what is that? What what that technique is, so if your bike is laying on its side, uh, one person will get on and they'll put their feet on the bottom of the back tire and they grab onto the top of the bike and they basically sit back. So they just look like they're hanging off of it as a monkey. So as you pick it up, their weight is counteracting the bike. Mm. And it's just a lot easier to pick up. So if you have somebody helping you out. So it takes two people then. That's the easiest. Yeah. I, I've picked mine up by myself. Um, and so hence that's why I work out because it's. Uh, oh, that's why you work out. Yeah. So I could ride. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's heavy. If you dump it, it's. it's. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen your bike. But that's why I have two bikes. I've seen your bike. And so here's the, here's the one mm-hmm. thing for those who are listening. Uh, if you actually go to uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com. That's dumb podcast. I will actually put a picture mm-hmm. of your bike on there, and it's big. It is. It's it's big, and it's and a big bike. I think the picture that we have of it isn't with all the gear on it, so it's even. Nope. It's got more. the bags and stuff, but yeah, not all. Not all my camping gear. Yeah, it um, it is a big bike, but the beauty of that bike and why I think it's the kind of the granddaddy of adventure bikes, um, my opinion. Uh, everybody will differ. Some guys like super lightweight, small right. ones, um, is that it can do it all. And once that thing gets gets moving just a little bit, I can throw it around like it's like it's a BMX pedal bike. Um, it's that nimble and it's that well-balanced. Um, I, can, I can turn around in a single lane. I mean, you just lean it over and it just goes. I mean, it's such a nice motorcycle. I love that thing. Super glad I bought it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play both you guys a little bit at the same time. So what, what would your... Jim, what would your dream ride be, location to location? Uh, I want to do the Pan America Highway, right? It's, uh, it's very similar. Eric drove part of that last year, yep. which is up uh, up in Alaska. So it basically is the longest highway in the world. goes from Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, down to Ushuaia, Argentina, basically Patagonia. Okay. Um, tip to tip. Um, so drive that. Uh, the only part you can't drive is there's a place in between Panama and Colombia called the Darien Gap. Um, that's a hundred miles of jungle that they will not build a road through. So I will either will have to ship the bike via boat, um, or you fly it from Panama to Colombia and then you continue your route. Do you know how long of a, of a trip that would be? Um, mileage wise? Miles? Nope. It's 19,000 miles one way. Wow. And, and if you, if you, cause I'm assuming you've looked into this a little bit. Yeah. If you were to take that trip, how Mm -hmm. long would it? Would you I would probably be? take um, minimum, it's probably four to six months because wow. you want to follow the seasons. So you'd want to be up in Alaska when it's our summer, like like July, August, mm-hmm. and then you follow the weather down. So then when you're in South America, it's our winter, it's their summer. So would you would it would it be one trip or would you have to do it in sections because of that? that Either season? way, but I would love to just do it in one trip. Um, a lot of people don't. You know, I'm I'm on a site called Horizons Unlimited, and I and then there's a bunch of Pan American sites, and I watch all kinds of videos and nerd out to it. But um, 
a lot of people do it in segments because what they want to do is every country they're in, they basically play tourist for a couple of weeks or a week. And then, you know, and then, so they want to go see all the sites. They want to go do this. Right. They want to go do that. Um, I don't know if I would regret it or not, or not doing that. Um, but I would like to just, it, to me, it would just be an accomplishment making it, making the trip. Yeah. 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 So spin the tables a little bit, Eric. How about like, what would your dream trip be? Now, mine, I, I certainly understand. Motorcycle could be... Mm-hmm. He would do it with me, but in yeah. his Jeep as a support vehicle. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think <laughs> we actually had a, we we have a conversation about that. about that. Is that a proposal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will you be mine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, no. no, no. We, had, we had joked about me getting a bike and then having Rita follow us down yeah. in the truck with all of our We gear. did. Hey, hey, hey. There's another one up there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I did. I did. He's got the I white did, one and the black white one. one. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. He's alluding, he's, <laughs> he's alluding to my black one and my white one. Um, it became a joke uh, when I bought this BMW because we were literally at church, and a buddy of mine says to his wife, that's a retired pastor, he says, uh, Jim, are you going to tell her? And I said, Tell her what? And he said, About your girlfriend. <laughs> and I went, About my girlfriend. He goes, and I said, oh, yeah, I can. And so we're sitting there, and she's, you know, she snapped her head at me. She goes, what? You have a girlfriend? And I said, yeah, you know, well, it's got a little junk in the trunk, if you know what I'm talking about, right? Some bags back there, you know? It's got, uh, I put on some extra headlights, so they're kind of new, if you know what I'm talking about, right? That's awesome. Got some good headlights. And I said, I don't want to, you know, make you uncomfortable or anything, but, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. And so she punched me in. Oh jeez, <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had to so do. so yeah. So that that became the joke that that was my girlfriend. Um, and then uh, no, on the topic that I said earlier, it's it's a heavy bike and it's really good on the road and it's really good off road, right? So I want to hit all the national parks. I got that route already built. I want to do the um, the Continental Divide Trail. I'm gonna try to do that this summer. I got a couple of guys that want to do that. So you go from New Mexico through the Rockies all the way up to the Canadian border in Montana. So that should be two to three weeks. Okay, that'd I was going to ask you what was be awesome. You're going to like that. Yep. And then the Trans-America Trail, that goes from the East Coast to the West Coast, but it's all off-road. I think you take a couple of stretches of highway to get to fuel and things like that or to get from one trail to the other. But it's all off-road um, across the country, and it's just gorgeous. And that that's about a month ride. So yeah. I got I to gotta imagine that mm-hmm. there's probably... You know, you even said there's some sites that you go to. Tons. There's probably people that have planned all these trips out, so it's kind of a plug and play. They do, yeah. So like, like hey, the day like, one here, day two here, it that is. kind of thing. Yep. So like the Trans America Trail, um, there's a two different GPS routes that you can get or buy that these guys that have done it and they try to maintain it and things like that, right? Um, and that tells you um, exactly where to go, where your fuel stops could be or should be you know, different places to camp, different hotels. Some guys do it and stay in hotels every night. They don't necessarily camp. Um, so I, I I think that would just be a blast going from east to west and then north to south. And mm-hmm. and then I got a big circle to hit every national park in the in the lower 48, and that would be awesome to see. And that's what I'll do on, on, on the big bike. Um, the other bike that you mentioned, I bought a small 650 um, this uh, end of this summer. And I'm going to tear that apart this winter, um, put new handlebars, new suspension, new bags, so everything, new new tank, new seat. Um, 
and build that. So if I end up going on the Pan American, I'll probably take that or the Pan America Highway. It's not American, but um, um, or if I end up going overseas, I would love to take it over to Africa or Africa's someplace amazing. and see it. Yep, that'd probably be one of my my uh, yeah. bucket list goals. There would be Africa. Yeah. Okay. I know yep. we had talked about like Jim, Jim mm-hmm. and I, but going from down to South America and shipping it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's switch to you real quick. Then tell me about what your dream trip would be. Uh, Africa would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then basically anywhere. My my version of overlanding is ex- exploration. Just go go see as much as you can. Um, yeah, I loved it. We had talked about Panama. Yep. Uh, my wife and I a couple months ago mm-hmm. were looking at Panama. Some trepidation of with that with just two of us going. Um, but that would be cool in and of itself. But yeah, anywhere, anywhere in the world, I would love to. Yeah. Would there be any concern? Wow, I, I, I'm a rhetorical question. <laughs> what would your concerns be going into and through Mexico? Well, uh, I mean, or is there any? <clears throat> a I little can, bit. Yeah. But I, I can tell you on, on the route, if I was going to go um, on the bike, I would go down through California, down Baja. Yep. And then at the end of Baja Peninsula, you take a ferry over into the western side of Mexico, and then you travel down the coast and go that way. Mazatlan kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so um, I guess that's a common route because it it avoids a lot of the nasty areas. You know, a lot of, from what I'm reading anyway, I'm not experienced in it, but um, from what I'm reading, a lot of the bad areas is really along the border. Yeah. Um, once you get south, um, everybody says people are friendly, willing to help, and you know, the only thing that makes me nervous is uh, the corruption that mm-hmm. you hear about, right? Mm-hmm. Bribes, um, border crossings are yeah bananas. There's a lot of techniques that you can use to yeah. kind of mitigate some of that too. Just being a nice person in general, and yeah, um, I've heard you know confronting, not confronting, but when they're asking for bribes, you know, hey, let's uh, take this back to the police department and get me a receipt and I'll get you your cash. And a lot of times, usually that, yeah, it's enough to have them go, oh, okay, we can't really get yeah. away with pocketing this. So never mind. See you later. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But, so let, let's talk about some of the equipment because we have two, you know, I'm looking two completely different styles of mm-hmm. riding here or driving. So what kind of equipment? We talked about some of the the tools that you carry. Yeah. But like what, what kind of do you carry like a satellite phone or GPS navigate? I mean, what kind of technical gear do you do? So the, the, our tech gear is actually pretty low key. A lot of the times we just use our phones. Um, we've got a tablet that we keep up. Um, we can download maps. We do uh, Avenza is an app that we use. Um, Avenza has a lot of free maps that you can get. Um, and some of the stuff, maps that we use would be uh, motor vehicle usage maps through the USDA. Uh, those guys tend to have a lot of free things. Um, and you can download all those free maps, and it loads up onto the tablet. So even if we don't have connection, we can still use that stuff. So. Okay, so you don't download the map? Yeah, you would download it to, like, your phone or the tablet. So when you're driving your, your Jeep... Uh, I know you've made comments to me in the past. You'd like to take like minimum maintenance roads and yep. so forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do those maps have those on there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. There's there's yep the uh, motor vehicle usage maps through the Forest Service USDA. Um, some of those don't always get updated as much as you'd hope they would. We've ended up 
getting on some trails that said they would go through, but they ended. So mm. we've had to yep. reroute. Um, Onyx, I think, is another one. Uh, there's, there's but that's a lot the of, fun stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Getting lost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. See, fun. I use more tech. So on the bike, I've got um, the Garmin um, GPS on it that's meant for motorcycles and off-road. Um, I've got apps on my phone that too that download that stuff, but I like to use the maps for the backcountry discovery routes. Mm-hmm. They're called BDRs. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yep, the the East Coast or the New England states have a bunch um, that are out. Uh, all of the West Coast Rocky states and West have those. Um, Wisconsin's coming out. Uh, they're mapping out some trails in Wisconsin that are that should be pretty fun, um, and that's close. So I, I want to do those. Um, but that that all maps out easy, medium, and hard routes. So it maps to your skill level mm-hmm. uh, and the size of bike or what type of riding you want to do, right? There's guys that do the adventure bikes on on basically their motocross bikes that are minimal street legal, right? Because they like to go on single track, which, you know, thin trails and and jump rocks and do all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm not doing anymore at my age. So, Jim, the kind of trails that you're going on, what kind of lands... I mean, I I can't imagine you're on government property the whole time. I mean, how does no. that look? Do you, no. I think of snowmobile trails around here, right? You go to the mm-hmm. farmer and say, "Hey, can we put a trail through your your field?" I mm-hmm. mean, is it that kind of stuff, or how are these trails no, generally made? Yeah, well, like I ride a bunch of like that in northern Minnesota, anyways. Uh, a lot of the ATV trails that are approved for motorized use, like that, right? So I I drive a bunch of those through the woods and stuff. It's fun. OHM off highway motorcycle. OHV. Yeah. Yeah. Vehicle. Yep. Um, I had a Subaru that we actually ended up on a ATV trail. I'll admit to that. Nice. Yeah. Was that great? Well, um, don't no no don't ask don't answer that maybe. We uh, it's okay. I'm good with that. It's all right. It was it was several years ago back when I had that. uh, One of our other two listeners might come get you. Yeah. We uh, (laughs) we were following a trail. On the map, so we were using the map that we had. Unfortunately, we didn't realize that the trail changed from using an on-highway vehicle to basically just a little uh, ATV trail. And we had two guys on an ATV come at us and pulled over, and they laughed and said, what are you doing here, especially in this thing, because we were in a Subaru. Nice. Yeah. I got a lot of jokes about WRX. Letner, a WRX. Yep. So, oh. I mean, that thing was so like maybe the, six inches. Yeah, it's like a rally one. Was yeah. that the small one that you had? Yeah, it was oh, a little okay. silver car yeah. with the bug eye. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, they laughed at us first because we shouldn't have even been out there. Like I would have laughed at you. Too. Oh, what, are you yeah. what are you doing here? Well, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he said. And he was panicked because there was a DNR guy about a mile up the trail checking ATV. guys because you should turn around like right now. And then I realized that the car was too wide to turn around. So I had to back up pretty far before I could find a spot. Ooh. So that was an, nice. an almost whoops. Yeah. No, it, it's it is different because um, I want to do more of the of the camping and the uh, that type of thing and the overlanding, I guess. But but more of the motorcycle and the and the long distance trips is what I want to do. You know, the the weekend stuff is fun, right? Don't get me wrong; I'm going to continue to do that because I love to ride. But. Um, yeah, the longer distance stuff and camping out, maybe some days staying in a hotel, some days staying in the campsite and depends on where you're at and if it's gorgeous and and just yeah, I'm I'm with you, you know, the man upstairs made the world. I should probably go see it. So, so what kind of equipment do you carry 
or, or can you carry on on your motorcycle? Oh, Jim? um, so like I well, know we talked all my some camping of the tech. gear. So tent, um, you know, sleeping bag, sleeping pad, cooking, everything you would take backpacking or camping. It's just you have to do it lightweight. So food. I mean, yeah. What what kind of what kind of and maybe this is either one of you guys can answer this. What kind of food do well, you pack when you you're not going to be anywhere for five days? Well, it's a combination. You can do the freeze dried stuff. That mm-hmm. all you got to do is add water and and have a you know a meal if you want. Um, a lot of times, if I'm riding somewhere, I'll stop before you know, you know, late afternoon. I'll stop somewhere and and grab at a grocery store and I'll grab a a steak or some veggies and or whatever the case is. And so then when you stop to camp, you, you make that food that night. And then I always have, you know, dry snacks with you. You know, you can have granola bars or whatever or stop at a gas station or get something. I mean, there's never a shortage of really getting food around here. Yeah. I know your style's different. Yeah. So, well, we have the luxury of having a cooler. So we can oh. pack our cooler with ice yeah. and throw on. I mean, we'll get burgers and brats. And we do bring some... uh freeze-dried stuff with us just on the off chance that mm-hmm. we get to camp late and don't feel like cooking or there's a lot of mosquitoes mm-hmm. and we don't feel like dealing with that. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything that everybody else would bring camping for food. Mm-hmm. And Rita's, uh, her kitchen is actually uh, toolboxes. Like I said, we're keeping things, you know, cheaper. There's a lot yeah. of expensive overland gear out there that Mm-hmm. It says Overland. They add a zero to it just because. <laughs> but we actually use a stackable toolboxes. Oh, so she's okay. got all these different compartments for all of her various ingredients and yeah. enough room for a camp stove. And yeah, when you say stackable toolboxes, is it like kind of like my wife's music stuff? Like those locking, they lock into yes. each other. You stack them yep, up. Yep. Okay. So it's like three. Yeah, it's like three different boxes. One of them's bigger that she uses for the bigger like pots and pans, and then the second one she's got, um, I don't know, some various cooking utensils, and then the third one's got little pockets that we use for spices and okay, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, that was nice and cheap and easy for us to deal with. So I love the variety. Like your style is completely different than Jim's style. Well, it's and out of necessity. Right? Yeah, when well, I have my Jeep, I all my. My camp stove, like, so when I go fly fishing in Montana, right, and I take the truck and we camp there, right, and we're out there for a week, well, yeah, well, I've got mm-hmm. a generator and a plugged-in refrigerator, and I got my, you know, two camp stoves with that, you know, stand up with the big burners. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I make a full camp kitchen, but if I'm on the bike, mm-mm. Right. Well, it's, yeah, you're it's probably one of those super small pocket stoves or whatever. Yep. Yeah, where yep. we have, you know, two-burner propane stove that flattens out that we can... Yeah, and I I use yeah I have those little kind of pocket rocket things, and um, I just have two of them, so I can have two things going at once if I want to, and I'll have a pan with veggies or whatever in it, and a pot boiling water for something else, right? It just depends on what I want to make, um, and there is stuff that I can bring, right? Um, um, on the bike, if I know where I'm going, I can buy something that's frozen, and it takes a long time for it to thaw out, and uh, you can have a cooler in one of my cases, and and it'll stay cold and frozen in there for a long time or you can plug it into the bike it's fancy and you can have something that stays cold it's just you just have to plan that stuff a little better right? and we can do engine burritos i don't know, think you can do an engine burrito no you cook it on your motor no yeah no no i can't i can't get my wife to want to try, I could've, try I could've, one of those well but you can I literally take could, a burrito i probably tin foil throw it in the engine for the day and as you're driving through it 
lunchtime, check to see if your food's done. That's hilarious. No, I I could try that because <laughs> I, I don't know whether to wince or laugh at that. No, I I probably try that. My bike's got the boxer motor, so oh, I could put right. I could put two burritos on there, one on each side. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so here's a question. Either one of you guys can answer it. But um, to somebody who maybe hasn't done it, or uh, you know, or wants to do it, and they they kind of mm-hmm. get some gear together, how does one plan a trip? I mean, obviously, you know, you could buy the routes, you know, online, mm-hmm. but let's say I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get out the old Google map and what, what tips would you leave uh, or give to somebody who wants to plan a trip and say oh. like, hey, I want to go from here to Texas. That'd be a great one for my wife. She does the trip planning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for me, what I would tell somebody that doesn't know if they like it, don't, don't go on a huge trip because no. you may not know what you like and what you don't like. Start with some road trips. Go on a day trip and not plan it and just get used to the idea of not planning mm-hmm. it or not finding a place to go or just accidentally finding a cool place. I mean, that's fun, right? Um, then then move on to a weekend or an overnight, right? Just like you do, right? Flip yeah. a coin, take a left, keep driving and, you know, at a certain time, you know, make yep. it up at a, you know, it's three o'clock, turn right, Yeah, you know, or whatever you want to do. Um, but start start small and see what you like, see what you don't like. See if you like camping. See if you like a hotel. And then you would start to plan your trips based on maybe your accommodations or maybe a single point of interest that you want to go to, but you just don't map how you get there like you guys yep. did with Florida, right? No, you want to go to, you know, Yellowstone or something or, uh, you know, Medora or Colorado or, uh, you know, you pick Grand Canyon. And then you figure out a different way to get there and don't come home the same way. That's, that's huge. That's what we do. A lot of times people ask, Oh, where are you going on your trip this year? We usually tell them home because we just do a big circle. Yep. You know, the, the vacation is the trip, not the destination. Yeah. You know? So, and our first trip that we did as a family, we only went 10 hours, Yeah. 10 hours away, but we made it a two week trip. But we knew that we could get home within 10 hours if we didn't like it or it wasn't working or something kid like got wrong. sick, something yeah. went wrong. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I, I know your daughter, mm-hmm. she was probably pretty young at oh, that yeah. point. Yep. So if you needed to get back for whatever reason, you knew you were only 10 hours away. Yep. And, and the so mm-hmm. cool thing about where we're located is there's really nowhere in the U.S. that you can't reach in about two days. Yeah. I can yep. make it down to Arizona in 22, 23 hours if we just yep. drive straight through. So I made in an it, emergency, we can just, yep. just go. Just go I home. made it all the way from Amarillo, Texas to Minneapolis. I've done that drive twice in one yeah. day now. Wow. I did Dallas in 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So tell me one, maybe one or a couple absolute tools that you need to bring on any kind of trip like this. Now, I, I'm guessing it might be different because you guys are oh, yeah, doing two different styles, but Jim, well, what are yeah. what are two pieces of equipment that you're like, I will not leave my house without? Well, I don't be, well, that's twofold, right? From a safety and a, and a family perspective, I like, so I use, I like the Garmin stuff, um, just always used it and it's always worked well. So I have uh, um, InReach, which is a satellite communicator so then if i'm going anywhere um i can text whether i have cell signal or not 
so it can do two-way text via satellite. Um, people can go on a website and track you, right, so they know where you're at, right? If they haven't heard from you or they can't contact you in a couple of days, at least it tells you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just small. It's only like two inches by two inches, and I usually strap it to my jacket. Um, but it works with my Garmin and my cell phone, so I can text through that, but it goes through the little unit that's on me. And it's got an SOS button on there, so if I was ever dump my bike or get hurt, I don't have to worry about reaching the bike. I can just hit this that's on my chest, and then oh. it'll it'll call for help. And actually, you answered my second question, too. I was, yep. was going to go tools. That's going to go safety equipment. So, yep. that's... so my tools are, are the safety first, right? Um, that's the kind of the way I roll, right? I always wear gear um, when I'm on the bike, full gear. And you, you've seen me before. I don't care if I'm going for a hamburger or not. Um, I, I wear my gear. Um, and so I, yeah, I don't leave home with any, without any of that safety stuff. That's kind of number one. The rest of it, as long I as always, I have my wallet, the rest I, of it, I don't care. I always thought it's cause you wanted to look cool. <laughs> no, I don't I look like a, what's, look what's like that, a uh, fat stormtrooper. What's that thing? <laughs> <laughs> fat stormtrooper. <laughs> what's that thing they say in the bike world? All the gear all the time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Eric? What's like a, a, a tool and a piece of safety equipment that you will absolutely not leave your house without? Um, I would say our, our safety equipment and tools probably the one and the same as far as with the truck. Um, a way to get unstuck, uh, traction boards for sure, because those you can use for all kinds of different things. Um, but we also have a very extensive first aid kit uh, that we carry with us, and we've actually used it um, a few times coming across people that have been in accidents and things like that. So. Uh, definitely an extensive first aid kit, and you're also going to want uh, a way to get yourself unstuck if you're out there by yourself. So, yeah. All right, so kind of a weird segue, and, and Eric, I'm going to kind of focus on you a little bit because mm-hmm. I know Jim's trips are generally a little shorter, but you, when you when you leave, I literally, I, I generally don't hear from you for two, three weeks, and, and we're pretty good friends, and yeah. we communicate quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I, I just know you're off grid. And, and I know you're out in like middle of nowhere and, you know, probably meeting the village idiots or, you know, whatever you're doing. But, but when you, when you run into locals mm-hmm. and Jim, maybe this is, you know, you know, obviously for mm-hmm. you with your past as well, what's the kind of the, the etiquette when you're dealing with locals? I mean, be nice. Yeah. You know, just understand. And this is the, the cool thing that our daughter learned at a young age is this country even though we're one, there's almost a lot of different cultures within our country. Oh, there so is, the, absolutely. You know, the Midwest is very different from the South, and um, just being open to different ideas and being able to be nice, just be a good human being, help people when you see that they need help. Um, yeah, be nice. Like, really, that's it. Courteous. You know, and, it, and you'd be surprised, right? So even when I'm riding, you know, the bike and and I have it loaded with gear, even when I'm just practicing, right? So I'll load my bike up with gear just so I get used to the weight. I go ride around. I do, you know, you got to get, you got to get used to some of that practice cornering when the, when it's top heavy, that kind of thing. Um, especially if you're going to carry a rider, right? But, um, you'd be surprised at when you have a rig like yours, Eric, or you have a bike like mine and you're, you're at a gas station, Oh, You'd yeah. be surprised yep. how many people come up and strike a conversation to go, Tons. where do you go? Where have you been? Right? Especially when you're alone, right? Um, if you're with two or three other people, they, they tend to leave you alone. 
But if you're if if I'm riding alone and I stop at a gas station, I've had more people strike up conversations and and be super nice going, Oh, you gotta go see this place. That'd be really cool, you know. Mm. And so I mean, you'd be surprised at, at how nice people are and, and how they will approach you, right? Yeah. As long as you're not, you know, don't walk around with a scowl on yep. your face. Don't you know, I whenever I'm stopped somewhere I take my helmet off, right? So I don't walk around with my helmet on, right? You're just more approachable. People can see you and and, and that's, that's uh, fun for us. That's I mean, you guys have seen my truck. We've got stickers from our travels all over it, and that's one of the reasons is because people approach you and they want to talk about where you've been, what you've been doing, mm-hmm. going through border crossings. Those stickers help a lot because now it, they see, oh, these guys are travelers. They're not just trying to smuggle drugs into the right. country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's opened up a lot of doors with us. Um, we've gotten to talk to some really cool people. We've been to some really neat places, and we've been mm-hmm. let in really cool places just because. You know, oh, hey, that's yep. pretty cool. I didn't realize the guys have been there. I used to be there. Hey, yeah. come over here. Check this out. Well, when I'm riding around, you know, and, and you strike up a lot of the conversations, it's part of the reason why, you know, when I was telling that story about taking nine hours to get home from uh, my brother's that's two and a half hours away. Um, I love it. I'll stop in the small towns, and I don't know why, but I love stopping and eating at those little old diners. Oh, they're amazing. I love it. Like I'll that surprises a- anybody here? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. The foodie? <laughs> no, no hey, not a foodie. But anyway, um, no, like, I love and 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 it's so cheap all the time, yeah. right? I had a burger, fried a coke. It was like six dollars, and I was just like, oh, can I have another one? Yeah. <laughs> because it's so good. Well, and that's right? just like, and it's fun. Really, it's the people that you meet along the way. Like yeah. we stopped at a gas station to let, uh, like in that Subaru that we used to have. Uh, Overheated, so we pulled into the gas station just let it cool down. We talked to the gas station attendant for a little bit and found out she had a local hobby farm, and her husband was on one of the uh, fire rescue guys. And because we had our daughter with us, she's like, "Hey, come on out to the farm, and you guys can check our place out." And so we got some camp out there, free handmade soap, and oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, checked out her farm. It was it was cool. But we've it's it's the doors that open up. Yeah, when you, you just you just can't be scared. Right. I mean, you, you, you watch the news, you watch all this stuff. You, everybody is so scared, right. Of just being out there. Like, okay, the minute you talk to somebody that's a stranger, they're, they're, they're going to kill you and throw you in the ditch. No, no. Do either, not. does either one of you or do either one of you keep in contact with anybody you've met on your trips? Um, my wife does. Mm-hmm. Does she? Yeah. We met, um, Met a couple out in, I think it was in Northern California or Oregon. Can't remember which campsite we were at, but we ended up, she befriended them and it was an old, older couple and yeah, keep up with them for a long time. Um, I think she still talks to them. There's a couple guys from Sweden that we lost track with. We were going up the coast of California. We were going north and they were doing basically our same trip, but heading south. So oh. we ended up, yeah, it was like a three, <laughs> I think it was like three guys from Sweden that were just trucking around the u.s super cool guys to talk to mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they're amazing um haven't had a chance to talk to them in a long time i kind of lost track with them but yeah we do that's cool all right so eric do you have any plans do you, what's what's your next trip going to look like do you we, know we are heading to the northeast that's pretty much the only area of the country that we haven't been to as a couple. I used to live out in Maryland, so I'll I've go. been to like. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. My sister lives in New Hampshire, so we we're, got we're we got a, we got a contact. Uh oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. We're going this is in where it uh, late September. 
Okay. Early October. Starts to get might, a little chilly. Might look cold for you on the bike. Ah, I got heated gear. I don't care. Why are yeah. you going so late? You normally fall go colors. in the summer. Fall oh. colors. You go in the fall? Yeah. Oh, fall colors. Fall, yeah. colors. fall colors. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yep. That and like... Vermont was... Vermont's gorgeous. I've been wow. there, but we haven't been there on yeah. a trip as a couple. But uh, yeah, I mean like Vermont and in the Maine fall. is really not too different than... And the roads Minnesota, out there so. are amazingly tight. Which makes it fun to drive. Yeah. Tight I mean, and small. Yeah. Okay. Twisty. They're narrow. Might not be all that fun in a gladiator with no. bigger tires. Yeah. <laughs> How I'll, about you? I'll, I'll go in front of you. Keep up. <laughs> How about you, Keep Jim? Up. Do you have any plans actually right now? Any? Um yeah, well, planning on the um the Continental Divide. I got uh one guy to do it with me, one guy that'll meet us and go halfway. It's just it's a time factor for mm-hmm. him. Um uh, so I'd like to do that and finish planning that. Um, and remind me, how many miles is that? Roughly? Oh, boy, the Continental Divide Trail? I don't remember. Okay. From Mexican border in uh, Mexico border in uh, New Mexico all the way up to the Canadian border in Montana. So Keep going uh, up into Canada. You can. It goes all the way to Banff, yeah. the trails yeah. do. Go to Banff. Yeah. Go yeah. to Banff. Yeah. Well, I was don't just stop. in Banff. It was fantastic. Should have gone. Oh, it's a gorgeous yeah. place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel, like, kept going. I feel like I'm missing out here. You you, you got to travel more. You really man. are. You got to travel more. Um, are you going up to like Prudhoe Bay or Dead Horse or anything like that? I don't know if I'll make it up there this summer, but I'd like to. Um, I want to do a lot more. So more of the camping gear shakedown is kind of my goal this summer. Yeah. So I want to shake down my equipment. Um, I've got some uh, some gear that I'm not sure if it's the right gear that I want. Yeah. And so I want to go do a bunch of weekend smaller trips and shake that out. Um, I'll do the Mus- the Wisconsin uh, Trans Wisconsin Trail Adventure Trail. It's called. Goes from the border of Illinois all the way up, and then you end up on Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that takes a I don't know a weekend something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a weekend and go do that a, a couple bit. of times. Yeah. Um, so I want to shake that out. Um, I've got a friend that uh, uh might ride along, and so I'm gonna get used to riding. Uh, with somebody on the back um, because, you know, my kids want to ride, but, I, you know, I want to make sure I get everything worked out before I start taking them on trips. So You know our number one super fan lives in central Wisconsin. Yeah, we'll go. You'd have to stop and visit them. Well, let's go. Have them make you a nice homemade meal. Why don't you get a bike? Let's go. Yeah. Mm. I got two. You can take one. Convince my wife, but I got a cooler, so brum brum. Yeah, <laughs> he'll follow us in his support I'll, vehicle. I'll follow you. You, you know, know if you I'm... know how easy that would be. And one of the reasons why Eric and I were talking even last year about this stuff because it is so much easier, especially on the bike, if I can carry a gear, but then you've got extra space for mm-hmm. food and all that. So it's just so much more. Yeah, um, doors can open up. Yep. I think uh, if we traveled together like that. Yeah, and I know there, there's folks that do it all the time. And there's a lot of people on the trail that 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 you meet too on the on the websites that I'm on too that they'll they'll send out a note and say hey we're gonna do this this section of the BDR yeah. uh, in two weeks anybody interested and you'll get twenty people from across the country that that all say yeah I'll do it that have, that have never met you get the same with like uh, mm-hmm. roll on roll off shipping between the dairy and gap yeah. people will be like hey let's share a container. Yep. Yeah. There's people yeah. that ship their bikes across the seas. It says, "Hey, I got a container, but it's expensive," and so they'll get uh, the yeah. they'll get ten, twelve other people that can squeeze their motorcycles in and crate them up and and then ship their bike. But yeah. um, 
So I want to shake down a bunch of the gear and, and get used to riding. And I want to go to a bunch of the, this summer, I don't know why, but I want to go to a bunch of the, you know, uh, the small Orlando town, X, well, the, the small town festivals too, right? You fun. know, like this town will have a, you know, a blues fest and this town over here will have a whatever for a weekend. And, and yeah. I just literally want to go and, uh, and just start doing some stuff. Take pictures. Yeah. I do. And then we'll put them on our, our I do. Facebook page. Yep. I do. Yeah. Cool. I like cool. taking pictures. Um, that's one of the reasons why I up- updated my phone actually, because it has they they're having they have such nice cameras on these now, mm-hmm. and I don't have to carry all my big gear, right? Because my big yeah. gear is heavy. Camera that's, gear. So. That's one of the things that we always struggle with, because we do photography, mm-hmm. but so we downsized our camera. But on our last trip up to Alaska, we didn't really use it that much as much as we thought we would. Yeah, because it was all done through our cell phones. Oh, yeah. okay. And they take yeah. such good pictures now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the telephoto stuff and doing some of that that stuff is harder on your cell phone. But um, yeah, there's a there's a couple of cameras I was looking at um, that would have. I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast on oh, yeah. between that and the drone. <laughs> I like to take the drone, but you just it's so hard now. There's so many places you can't fly them right. Now. Well, national parks, yeah, state parks yep. in Minnesota. Because I would love to get some cool scenery of you know Glacier and Yellowstone and mm-hmm. Moab and you know, yeah. I'd love to go down to this summer. I'd also love to go down well late summer, uh, go down and do like Moab and the that's Valley cool. of the you, Kings and the Monument Valley and whatever. Do it, um, do it. You can get down there in a day and a half. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, takes a little bit more out of you on the yeah, bike, I but that's it does. okay. No, this one it's nice. I like I said I could I rode it for nine hours that day and I felt like I could just keep going. It's so much fun. All right. Well, here I've got kind of a final closing type question for you, Eric. If you had, if money was not an option and you could get whatever overlanding type vehicle that you could get, what would your vehicle of choice be? And and I'm Jim's lucky because now he's he gets a few seconds to think of the same. <laughs> oh, I could answer question. too if you need a few. All seconds. right, Jim, That's what's easy. your what's your favorite Overlander vehicle? If it if uh, you had no no money was an issue, I own it. Oh, okay. My, that BMW that was my dream bike. Um, love that thing. Um, as far as a car goes, I'm actually looking at the new Tacoma that's coming mm-hmm. out, the new Trailblazer that's meant for overlanding. Yeah. So uh, it's not out out yet. So I want to see it when it comes out, but that—that's the—that's so the vehicle I'm looking at. A Tacoma. All right. Well, Eric, he answered that question way too quick. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I've idea more than that. I've how, been thinking about it a little bit. How about it, Eric? What's what's your vehicle? Oh man, if I had, oh, that would be a tough one because I'm I'm not brand loyal. And the other thing too that I've found is no matter what you're driving or how much money you put into something, there's always going to be a local that passes you on the trail in an '89 Honda Accord. so gear that probably runs better it it runs better so gear for me isn't isn't the goal um but with that being said anything that's reliable enough to get me out and away that's it see you guys are so like nice about it i i when i'm thinking of that i'm like hey you know i saw a video once on youtube where this guy's driving like this military style (laughs) rv that you know has all this you know Earth Roamer. That's what I would get. You know, yeah, yeah. Nope. That's I would the get video. An Earth I think five hundred thousand dollar Earth Roamer. That's what I'm saying. That's that, would, that would be 
my ultimate right there. Yeah, but you, I've, I've with, seen those and I've the watched the videos. On the back well, you can't okay. go anywhere in those okay, things. Okay, then, then, then you had me at hello. Um, <laughs> no, but Earth Roamer. You know, well, the part those are cool. But where can you drive it? Well, I mean, so it. many of those places they wouldn't even let you yep. in downtown. So like we, downtown Minneapolis, <laughs> they still wouldn't let you in. We've right? been through the, the trails in Moab. Yeah. You know, we've been on backcountry trails in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. You know, northern Minnesota, Montana. Yeah. I mean, we went all over these places, and even you're right. Like those would be way too big. You can't. Yeah. But with the bike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you had me at hello. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. you guys are funny. <laughs> All right, so let's let's segue out of that. Uh, thank you for for talking about your hobbies, your dreams, and your adventures that you guys have uh, yeah. had, um, but and going uh, to have and going to have. Uh, we'll try to get some picks uh, if if Eric is willing. I get, I'm putting him on the spot right now. Yeah, if Eric is willing we got to our, give me our... a pick of his Jeep, and we'll put that on the Facebook page. And Jim will put your bike on there, and sure. maybe some interesting photos that you guys have taken oh, over yeah. the years. Do that. Um, Jim, you as yep. well too. That'd be kind of fun to throw out there. And if you guys, our listeners, our, our two or three listeners that we have, uh, if you guys have any photos, <laughs> feel free to post them as well. Comments, uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. but for now, let's talk about um, our food for thought segment, Jim. Uh, oh. So as as you have learned over the last few episodes, we generally go eat, and we call it show prep. Uh, and, and usually we go to nice places. I shouldn't say, well, I got to be careful. This, I'm not saying that this isn't a nice place, but it's a little different than where we normally yeah, go. Yeah, so I tried to convince you guys to go to a local Chinese place and get some wonderful, wonderful sushi. Uh, you said no. And then you said, hey, the... The barbecue joint looks really busy tonight. And I said, that sounds good, too. Let's go. I could go for some pork belly burnt ends, right? Oh, yummy. I know. And they're so good. And then you guys went, no. And, and why? Why did we say no? Uh, well, it's okay. You could say it. Well, I'll say why you said no. Well, I don't believe it. Because okay. you said you're poor. <laughs> but here's the deal. We're both cops. So we're on cop salaries. Yeah. We eat like spaghetti because Donuts. that's all we can afford. <laughs> All we can right. afford is, is bagels. Bagels. It's bagels. 2024. Yes, my bagels. We, now. So my, my bad. Just so you know, Jim, when when we work, it's bagels and lattes. We don't do coffee and donuts. It's bagels and lattes. Oh, pinkies. Yeah, yeah. So now you can't afford supper. Pinkies. <laughs> That's about it. Too. I mean, you're not wrong. Here, I'm starving all day, and you <laughs> so, guys said you were going to get out of this training you were in today. You oh, said you were going to get out oh, early, yeah. and I'm like, so I didn't eat lunch. I'm like, we're going to eat supper early, and this is going to be good. And then what'd you say? I'm going to get a fries and a burger at Culver's. <laughs> Culver's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is good, but... Culver's is good food. Uh, I had a butter burger with cheese. I could have had some cheese curds. sushi. Yeah. You know, and not that I want to go back to work-related stuff, but, dude, that, that stuff was brutal that was, today. It was brutal. Like, that was harsh. Eric and I, because we're the old guys... You mm-hmm. get to sit in the back row. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys to sneak out. You're in the back row. Oh, just go, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, and then just don't show up. Oh, it's kind of tough to do that when you we, got certain people sitting around we, you. We, we I'm may, go with you. We may have <laughs> had somebody them. do that today. I'm not snitching. I, I, yeah. But I let's just say there was a chair that was full at the first half, and there was not a chair full at the second half. I was like, hey, where'd, where'd so-and-so go? Do they take roll call in the middle of the day? No, not really. Then Gonzo. <laughs> well, you know, the fact of the matter is when the administration, including the chief of police, is sitting like two 
three chairs away Not from even. you. Just go, hey, can I talk to you a minute over here at this restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was brutal. And uh, you know, we normally, one on one. so the 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 dirty secret about <laughs> dirty secret about law enforcement training is we usually get done early. I mean, you know, like yeah. Oh, and this was extra brutal. Anywhere yeah. for a half hour to an hour, you know, but. The, the the company that puts on this training, they're like Well, it's a contract at that point. They're right? they're, they're a vendor. Yeah, they're so they're pretty pretty tight on okay, the times. But, but who schedules that kind of training on a Friday and goes until five o'clock? Well, I could, I that's could, brutal. I could tell you who, but I'm not. That's that's <laughs> brutal. That's brutal but to here's do it thing. on a Friday. You guys are just lucky it was winter. Oh, if it, it was summer. You get that should have been a mutiny. We had we would have had more sick people. <laughs> so so in all fairness though, they have to schedule trainings right. around our schedules because yeah. half rotating half the officers are working, the other half aren't. So just based on do it virtual. <laughs> uh, it could be corporate dangerous. versus government. Work. I, know, right? I mean, he's, Web, <laughs> webinar. Jim gives me so much grief for training. I'm like, you have no idea. Oh man. You have oh, no idea. No clue. Oh, just shut the camera off. And I'm like, we can't. We're not. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can't. Do yeah, that. just shut the camera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So enough it was, it about that. Okay. It, it, let's just it say was it was brutal. painful. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So painful. we didn't have good. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was good. It's fast. It's probably the better fast food restaurant that I've, that I eat at. Right. And so it is, it is good. It's just not, I wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah. Well, I, I I did say I would have sushi. And and I've got a witness here with Eric. I, I did say, hey, if you pay, and I, and he never answered back. Did you notice that? I oh, did. Oh no, no. Yeah. I oh, did are back. you paying? I think is what he yeah. said. I said, You're yeah. paying? That's awesome, <laughs> yeah. Mike. Thank you. And I got crickets. <laughs> well, yeah. And he Mike. said, Oh, look at the smokehouse was really busy tonight. Oh, it was. I said, it was. Let's, well, I know, but let's go. We never would have gotten a seat. It was we so busy. would have gotten a seat. It would have taken us two hours to get nah, in. There. I got pulled. You got pulled? No, not you really. Got, but. You got pulled pork? <laughs> yeah, pulled pork. No, no. It's I just said that. place is a good place, If too. I tell you guys that, then next time you'll want to go there, and then I can not mm. have pull, and, but it's too late. We're yeah. there. I, I will tell you that the, speaking, you know, because we're kind of talking yeah. about food kind of sort of a little bit right now, um, where we had lunch today was pretty good. That that What's would that? be a recommendation. It's a, kind of a little, I don't want to say a mom and pop place, but it's a, a cafe. Yeah, I'd never been there. That was a good place. Mm-mm. I had heard of it because I told you, like I said earlier, I, I knew the I knew the mm-hmm. owner, but uh, I mean, I've never been to the, to mm. the cafe. It was it was good. It was very um, very similar to where you're eating tomorrow. Okay. Um, Are we allowed to say the name of the place or no? Because no, then it'll tell people where we're at, and we don't. Oh, yeah, we don't. Oh, I, I don't want to tell people. Where I'm That's at. why I asked. I'm, I'm scared. I'm new at yeah. this. No, yeah. <laughs> rookie, rookie. I don't know what to do with my hands. Maybe you should join more. <laughs> don't know what to do with my. Put them in your pockets. <laughs> um, well, okay. Side side question, and I know sure. we're I know we're way over time. Uh, who cares? What's Nobody's the, listening, anyways. That's right. <laughs> so, where's the what's the best meal you've ever had? Oh, oh. Oh dang! Wow, that's that's a hard one. Oh, Jim, what? This, you set this up because you know no, my I answer. Didn't. No, I you don't lie. I do not. Jim lies. You know I why? Because here, here's my answer. Oh boy, Jim's ribeye. Oh, <laughs> he said you out. He oh, yeah. he, he totally. Out. He knew the answer. He said you out. He, he knew I, I was going to say that. That's not the best meal you've ever had. That was the best steak I've ever had. 
You're kidding. Maybe the second best steak was when you and I went to train. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in Deadwood, South Dakota. That was a good steak. What was that place? Longhorns? Longhorns. See, I don't care Something if people like that. know that yeah. we were there. Longhorns in Deadwood, South That's Dakota. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, $70 ribeye. Mm. That was pretty good. Mine wasn't that, that was a good one. It was a bison ribeye. I yes, should have charged, charged you 70 bucks. No. No. Um, no. But you know what you can do mm. because you like Eric so much? Mm. Watch this angle. Because you like Eric so much, you should yep. make him one of your ribeyes. Okay. And then I'll Ooh. just come along and watch. Okay. And then eat as well. <laughs> I can make one. I'll throw I'll throw some mm-hmm. money in the jar. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, he he does. He does make a really yeah. good ribeye. <laughs> No, but he wanted best. to hear that. I'm just stroking his ego he's, right he's, now. No, he's, best. He's joking. I've ever had. Oh man, I I I don't I don't I, I don't know. I've I've been to lots of places that have really good food. What's the, what's the one you can think of? Uh, the first one that comes to mind would be uh, a long time ago. There was a restaurant. I don't remember the name of it out in Maryland, right on the bay. Mm. And they brought in fresh blue crab. Wow, like fresh. Like we had to wait a really long time because the boat hadn't come in yet. And then we watched them load, unload the boat and bring the cages right into the restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that place. But they would uh, mm. set down um, paper. Yeah, they'd sit on paper all over the yeah. table and just bring out big, huge vats of melted butter and everybody had lobster or crab. So is it Sorry, like a fish crab. boil? So they had like yeah. veggies and potatoes mm-hmm. and corn yep. and, oh, that's cool. Big yeah. fish boil. Yeah, it was I really good. That. It yep. sounds like my kind of place. Fresh you Maryland, had me at butter. I had, fresh I had Maryland really, blue crab. Yeah. That was oh. amazing. I had a really good fish boil in Door County in northern Wisconsin up there. Oh, that's that was cool. a really good fish boil that's at, a, at a resort we had. Yeah, that was really good. No, I would say probably my best meal was out in California. Um, I was at a restaurant, uh, uh, and it was fancy. It was pretty funny because I went out there for my work, and we had bought a health care system that was out there. And so I was told to take this certain person out to where, wherever they wanted to go and, and pay, and right? It wasn't my money. So um, I took them there, and it was kind of funny because I pulled up, and it was, you know where they filmed um, Independence Day, and it looked like they were at Area 51 with oh, the hangars yeah. and stuff? Yep. That's yep. in yeah. L.A. It's, a, it's an old Marine base that's in L.A. Well, mm-hmm. there's a restaurant right out there, and she knew the chef. And so we went in, and we sat down by the chef's table, and, and it's all fancy, right? It's all like... Lamborghinis and all kinds of fancy cars outside, and I pull up in my rental Nissan, right? It was awesome. I threw the valet the keys, and I said, careful, don't scratch. And he started, he almost rolled over laughing. I was going to say, just walk in like you own the place, yeah. man. Yeah, I just said, don't scratch it, and he just laughed, and because he knew I was just, um, they're obviously entertaining somebody else. Yeah. It's not me. And um, and we went on the menu, and uh, I was looking, and they had pheasant. And I'm like, wow, I want to eat pheasant uh, by somebody that knows what they're doing when they cook, right? But like a nice chef. And uh, and then they said they were out of pheasant, uh, so I had a steak. Mm. Um, but the steak is the first time I had ever had one Oscar style, if you know what that is, right? So it was a filet. Um, and Oscar style, they have like a Bernays sauce with crab meat and, and asparagus on top of it, and they kind of put the Bernays sauce all over it. It was so good. That's probably one of the best meals I've ever had. So and that's how I really started eating. Saying that. they put crab on top of steak, mm-hmm. surf and turf. Yeah, yeah, legit. I would Os- do that Oscar style. And that's when they put crab meat and stuff. I would on do that it. in a it's, heartbeat. It is Sounds really it was, good. It was, it was so good. Yeah. Oscar style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I actually got to know the 
got to know the chef because she knew him. And I said, you ran out of pheasant? And he said, yeah. Um, I said, well, I can bring you some because, you know, I hunted a lot. And yeah. so I had it, and uh, I said I'd bring him some because I, I was coming back. And then um, he said he would actually like to, you know, you know, goes, where do you get them? And I shoot, and it's a wild shot in L.A. I mean, he's like charging. Yeah. He's like, I can charge a lot of money for that. Duh. He said, will it have BBs in it? I said, yes. And he goes, oh. <laughs> extra he was, money there. Yeah, he was so excited, right? Authentic. For wild shot birds, right? Apparently it's like exotic, and I'm like, mm. And then, you know, he was talking about hunting and, and that we shot grouse and stuff, and and uh, he's like, you can get some of that too. And I said, yeah, those dirty birds, you want that? You know, and he says, yeah. And so, yeah, I I uh, put a cooler together with a bunch of pheasants and grouse in it and with a bunch of dry ice and duct taped it and took it on the airplane and, and brought it to the back of his restaurant. Oh, it's <laughs> funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so hilarious. That was, that, was, that was fun. But yeah, that's probably one of the better meals that I remember anyways. And that's when I started really kind of getting into food yeah foodie yeah when you travel and you start eating mm-hmm. at a couple of nice places then you start to you start to appreciate it and oh, understand the work that it takes to make something really good jim's a foodie yeah i like food all right here we go though okay look at this segue let's <clears throat> go from california yeah to the other side of the country oh. and let's hit florida man oh here we go florida man. florida man so today's florida man <laughs> comes from wink news Dot com. Wink? Oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, I have no... Maybe it's like W-I-N-K. I don't know. Like, kind but of, it says winknews.com. What kind of websites are you scrolling? Don't ask. <laughs> so here's the title, boys. Florida man stops to charge ankle monitor while committing a crime faces grand theft auto. Okay, hold on. Let me absorb this. Grand theft auto. Mm-hmm. And he stops to charge his ankle bracelet that he obviously has from getting in trouble in the past. Yep. We could already tell that that's dumb. Oh. Oh, whoops. Nope. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I had it turned down. Oh, Jim. Did he Here. steal it? <laughs> it's more like it. So okay. the, the, the dramatic, was it funnier with a dramatic effect? No. It was, it was it, well, it was funnier that you had the dramatic effect turned down. I did. That, I made turned it, it that actually made it funny. Because <laughs> I'm looking at it going, that didn't work. <laughs> All right. Let's see what's going on here with Florida Man today. So thanks to Wink News. Wink, wink. I'm doing this with my eye. Winknews.com. Early Tuesday evening, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office began receiving numerous calls about a person riding through homeowners' properties on a red side-by-side. The man, Joshua Shane Kreider, <laughs> even approached one caller and asked if he could use their electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. A detective responded to the call and said he saw Kreider near Southwest County Road 760 and Terrell Street. All right, I'm a detective. I don't go to calls. So they obviously have a different system down there. I was going to say, um, I think somebody should be starting to come out to these calls. Stop it. <laughs> so Detective pa- Pacheco. Yeah, you should you should petition to change yeah, that I'm policy. Going to. Eric. We'll, yeah. we'll work on that. You shush your mouths. <laughs> <laughs> well, Detective Pancho or Panchico attempted to figure out what was going on, Kreider reached into his pockets, calling Detective Panchico to hear several suspicious clicking sounds. What? When the suspect refused to keep his hands visible, he was immediately handcuffed. 
Detective Panchico found a box cutter in his pocket with the blade out. A check on the side-by-side revealed the vehicle to have been reported stolen out of Charlotte County. The detective ran a check on Kreider and found out not only was he on house arrest, but he also had an extensive history, including battery, burglary, and grand theft. He faces charges of grand theft of a motor vehicle and resisting arrest, both felonies. That's it. Hmm. Not a very long one. I've got a lot of questions here. He was charged with battery? I'm guessing battery is assault down there, there, but charging battery, I got what you did there. Boom, boom. Oh my goodness! Uh, charging, charging. My brain, I didn't even catch that right away. <laughs> charging that, that makes battery. That, that, okay, dumb. Oh, I couldn't stand it. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Charging battery. That's terrible. I, 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 that was a good one. So let me let's break this down a little bit. First of all, yeah. dude's on house arrest. I would like to know what he's on house arrest for. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, if you're gonna go out and commit crimes in this particular case should you make sure your ankle bracelet's charged i, I would think that'd be a good idea or well, and if you're on house arrest and you leave the house doesn't it notify somebody it generally it should yeah, yeah okay so notify then the why PO. is he worried about charging it because it's already notified that he left his house well i'm gonna guess that uh Kreider is not a real smart fella why charge yeah. it because then the gps is dead that's what I'm saying, yeah, right? Sure Why would you get okay. home quick and be like, I don't know. The alarm's yeah. already going off because right. he left the geofence, yeah. right? Because yeah. usually they build a geofence yeah. around the That's house. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's alerting somebody, so let it die well, and actually, go back home. I mean, this legitimately, for probably the first time that we've done one of these Florida Man, this literally fits the definition of that stuff. It, 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 it um, Several times, several yeah. ways. Yeah. And you steal a side-by-side. You should have stolen a Tesla. <laughs> Should have been overlanding. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys are killing me. Solar charger. <laughs> Solar charging. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, <sighs> he, uh, he, um, not, yeah, not a smart guy. What, what, yeah. what is your professional take on, uh, on this suspect there, Eric? Uh, Junior. It's going to be easy to find him. It's going to be. <laughs> well, they already did find him. Yeah, yeah, they found him. They found him. They found I, him. I, I don't, I don't, I want to say it, but I don't. <laughs> It's oh, going to yes, be you. easy to charge him. Oh. 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 <sighs> that, that's Don't. terrible. That's... Don't worry. He he won't be back. I won't. <laughs> I don't Probably think we're going to let him back. <laughs> that's what I mean. He won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> what day are you recording? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday at 5 a.m. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> okay, so that's Florida, man. Yeah. So that was a, kind of a quick... Uh, you know, yep. <laughs> I don't done. Funny. Very done. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I guess to kind of wrap it up for the night. We got to give the normal stuff. So per requests uh, from one of our, one of our listeners, yep. we did create a an email address. So if you guys ever want to commute with uh, yeah. commute, communicate with us. Send us comments, feedback, questions, show ideas, anything like that. You can email us at that's dumb podcast hosts at gmail.com it's hosts plural so that's dumb podcast hosts at gmail.com of course you can always visit our website at that's dumb podcast.com and use the contact us there yep yep and also facebook.com slash that's dumb podcast nice so 
Call me, beat me when you want to reach me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is going downhill so bad. It started at like four this afternoon. Yeah. Well, oh, no, it before, started before that. Because before Jim, Jim's before text that. is, are you guys done with training yet? Are yeah. you done with training? I'm like, no, man. We got till five. No way. I'm hungry. I am. I was hungry. Oh, I, I, I bet that text came at like three o'clock. It's all so. about me, Mike. Yeah, oh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, we do want to thank you, Eric, for coming. We hope yeah, that you, thanks, uh, you know, in reality, we do hope you come back at some point, just not too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> all right, guys, you guys have a great day, night, and uh, just remember, uh, visit us, say hi, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.